Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Wednesday, 14th April, 2021. Our bit today is taken from Isaiah 10, verse 1, which says, Woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees, and that write grievousness or misfortune which they have prescribed. Morning, my brethren. You know, I was just thinking of how to begin today's sermon. (laughs) That's what a friend of mine calls it anyhow. And for a moment, I was lost in thought, thinking in my own strength, when suddenly it occurred to me, why not check the good book and see what it says? eh? (laughs) That's wisdom in spades, friends. So I turned to the Lord's word to check what it says at the place where, where I had opened it. And lo and behold, it had opened at this very appropriate scripture in Isaiah. Please listen up closely. It says, Woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees, and that write grievousness or misfortune which they have prescribed, to turn aside or deprive the needy from judgment of justice, and to take away the right, that's what is right, from the poor of my people, that widows may be their prey, pray, and that they may rob the fatherless. And that comes from Isaiah 10, verses 1 and 2. And you better believe that Isaiah could be writing to our very society right now, because our society is so tarnished with greed, corruption, and every evil thing in the corridors of power, that those words written so long ago about the evils in Israel also apply most appropriately to this current time. But you know, what saddens me ever so much is not the evil itself, but the blatant manner in which it is now perpetrated. For there's always been greed and corruption and all the other negative stuff in leadership circles. But it's never been as blunt, blatant, and do-care as it is now. Our current leaders simply don't care about anything or anybody else but themselves and their evil cronies and just do whatever suits their evil and ungodly purposes. And who don't like it? Tough on them, yes? They feel that they are so entrenched in power now that the ordinary man in the street, the ones to whom they owe allegiance, fidelity, and good governance, can't touch them. So they've become bold-faced enough to be thinking about dictatorship, Yes, friends, another era of strong men, of dictators, is currently blossoming all over our world, and it doesn't augur well for the lowly and downtrodden, because that's where dictators, the morally empty and inept cowards, usually plant their heavy yoke. But my people, those fools who crave earthly power so badly that they are willing to sell their souls to Satan 
and his evil dominion for it. Unfortunately, they don't realize that there is a power greater than all of us, including the evil one. And when that august personage, the Lord of hosts is his name, is ready to wreak vengeance on the perpetrators of evil, they don't stand a chance of escape, just like a snowball in the fiery chambers of hell. Hear how the prophet describes that time of awakening. Huh? And what will he do in the day of visitation or punishment and in the desolation which shall come from far? To whom will he flee for help? And where will he leave your glory? Without me, they shall bow down under or among the prisoners, and they shall fall under or among the slain. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still in judgment. And that's taken from Isaiah 10, verses 3 to 4. O my faithful believers in Christ, what a sad day it will be for the evil ones when the Lord of hosts unfolds his awesome plan of justice for the poor and downtrodden. As the prophet queries, to whom will he flee for help? Eh? <laughs> I know what, that reminds me of an old reggae song, Johnny A Too Bad by the Slickers, that was featured in the Jimmy Cliff movie, The Harder They Come. And the lyrics say, walking down the road with your pistol in your waist, Johnny, you're too bad. Walking down the road with your ratchet in your waist, Johnny, you're too bad. You're just robbing and you're stabbing and you're looting and you're shooting and you're too bad. You're just robbing and you're stabbing and you're looting and you're shooting and you're too bad. But one of these days, when you hear a voice say, come, where you going to run to? Yes, one of these days, when you hear a voice say, come, where are you going to run to? You're going to run to the rock for rescue, but there'll be no rock. You're going to run to the rock for rescue, but there'll be no rock. <laughs> oh, my fellow believers, in the day of judgment, that fateful day when the Lord of hosts comes seeking justice for his people, the wicked will run to their rock the evil one for protection. But he will not be around because the mighty one of Israel will have already tethered him, securely imprisoned him in the fiery realms of hell. And you know, for the life of me, I just can't fathom what's so grand and enthralling about a lot of power now. Because the more power you have, the more responsibility comes with it. And likewise, money, the more you have, the more you have to take care of. But mankind just seems fascinated by the aura of power and prestige and money. But please remember what Paul told Timothy about the love of money. For the love of money is the root of all evil. That's all kinds of evil, which, while some coveted after, they have from the faith and pierce themselves through with many sorrows. And that comes from 1 Timothy 7 verse 10. Yes, my brethren, 
Whenever we covet something, it leads us astray and often to ruin because the inherent power of the word means we will do anything to get what we covet. And sadly, that's what happens to so many of us. We covet the wrong things in life, like power, money, social status, and the things the world considers so important and must have. But in the truthful words of Jesus, what we need to do is seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all those things shall be added unto us. And you can find that in Matthew 6, 33. And the beauty of getting those things from Jesus is that once we get them from him, the probability of losing them is very low, unlike when we get them through selling our souls to Satan. As the scholars explain about verses 1 to 4 in chapter 10, a prophetic woe is pronounced against those administrators who pervert justice. These government officials have abused their power and are now called to God's bar of justice. <laughs> and my scriptbread friends and family, I sincerely hope that none of us will be amongst the sad and sorry lot that will be eventually called to God's bar of justice, no? because it will be a sad day of reckoning. So for those of us who sincerely try to keep evil out of our souls, let's go home now declaring, all right, I spelled it right. Let's go home declaring our Wednesday will, letting all and sundry know of our most wonderful position in Christ Jesus. All together now, my people, Wednesday, 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 I'm so glad to be alive on this Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Thank God the breath of life is still flowing through me on this Wednesday. I'm halfway home. My hands are fixed securely on the plow, and I'm not turning back. No, I'm not looking back at the past, not focusing on what has gone before. But my eyes are fixed straight ahead, straight ahead to a glorious future with Jesus. Glory, hallelujah, my brethren. And you know, there's no better place for us to be focused, my fellow saints, because if we persevere to the end, that promised future will be even more glorious and amazing than we can either think or imagine. Much love, my people. <laughs> and you know, the, the whatever you call it, sorry, <laughs> I get so excited that I lose my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, friends, the postscript for today says, the option of heaven is definitely more appealing than that of hell, and you better believe it. So friends, let's go there today with heaven on our minds and look up rather than look down so we can do the work of Jesus, the things that he has called us for, in peace and love. Amen. Thank you.